listening to episode 45, chapter 2 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Don Everts, author of The Spiritually Vibrant Home. Don Everts is the Content Development Manager in the Global Ministries Division for Lutheran Hour Ministries. A poet and preacher at heart, Don speaks at conferences and churches across the country, inviting skeptics and believers alike to gaze at Jesus and be thrilled. Don spent the last decade working in the local church, and the 14 years before that working on college campuses with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Whether in the church or on campus, Don has walked with non-Christians as they discover the person of Jesus and has worked with Christians in being able to fruitfully do the same in their own relationships. Have you ever stopped to think about what the decisions you make in your house say about the person you are? Why do you want that lawn to be perfectly manicured? Do you like the aesthetic because it makes you feel good and creates a comfortable place for you and your family? Or... Do you spend hours each week working on your yard because you don't want your neighbors to judge you? A mundane decision like mowing a lawn can say something profound about who we are, but we have to be willing to look deeper at the motives that drive us. Because, as Don Everts points out in this chapter, once we learn to evaluate the motives behind our home lives, our home lives become an integral part of our discipleship. You gave words to a feeling that I have had for years now, but I have never quite been able to articulate. And um, you, it, it's in your chapter one when you're talking about the importance of the uh, of the home life or the uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah home life. Um, yeah. Can you tell that story of uh, uh, when you went to take out the trash and then <laughs> why? Because I, I, you literally had me laughing. Uh, t- tell that story because th- this gets into something really important that, again, I think most of us feel, but most of us haven't recognized that the way in which we organize our home life really yeah. do does matter. Yeah, it kind of has to do with the spiritual significance of the mundane. You know, we we tend to think, well, spiritual things happen in churches or on mountaintops, you, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, the mundane is, is there's a huge spiritual significance. So uh, the story you're referring to, I was a newlywed. My wife and I had just gotten married. And I mean, it was our first month of being married. And I go to take the trash out and I see some cans and some newspapers in the trash, not in the recycling, in the trash. And I kind of I kind of like brought my wife in and like totally inappropriately was like, got very, you know, serious about it. Like in this household, we, you know, we recycle. (laughs) Uh, And so I handled it, you know, and apparently in this household, we also, you know, have really bad communication. So (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of a very humbling moment uh, of us talking about, well, how are we going to handle trash as a household? And how are we going to handle communication? It it turned out that was part of the topic, too. But it kind of stuck out to me as I was in the research, as I was in the scripture, as this kind of early example from my own household of having to to realize the significance of the seemingly mundane. How are we going to talk with each other? How are we going to uh, tread lightly uh, on creation? 
Uh, how are we going to spend our weekends? How are we going to spend our money? Uh, how big of a table will we have? How often will we invite people over? All these like seemingly mundane, domestic, pedestrian sort of decisions and choices and value judgments are absolutely intertwined with our faith and our, and our values. And that really underscores a lot of my own journey in thinking about households, thinking about my own household, and frankly, thinking about my daily everyday faith and how the faith uh, affects us. Uh, so that was kind of an eye opener for me to 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 realize that the spiritual uh, is right in the home with us every day. One of the things that I've I've kind of been working through, at least not, uh, it, maybe not intentionally, but it's kind of been in the back of my mind has been the the things that I do as a dad or as a husband really do uh, kind of demonstrate where my values are. Mm. And so the times when I'm uh, in the evening uh, wasting time on my phone or watching <laughs> a TV show, um, I may be saying inside, this is a healthy thing for me to do. This is a time for me to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, that, that's also demonstrating a value that I have, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And... I think the the important thing that I'm that I'm trying to to be more intentional about is understanding those those values and then maybe trying to uh either shift my 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 life away from the the values that I don't want to be there or uh maybe encourage the values that I do want to be there and that's I think one of the things that I'm uh picking up from uh your book here is that it's we have this opportunity to be intentional about examining our values and the way that we want to create our homes around those values. Absolutely. And this, you know, this kind of crew that I gathered together to kind of workshop a lot of the things we were learning, you know, it was really humbling early on to shine a light on our households and on our own behaviors and um, uh, really humbling. (laughs) <laughs> for yeah. for all of us and really encouraging and, and and part of that was because part of what the research was revealing is that is like you don't have to be great at these things right i mean th- there are people like as we sat around sh- sharing there are people who are saying i don't i don't have any memory of my own parents being in the bible with me or teaching me how to pray i don't have any muscle memory for for how to lift up that value in my home and so we we lamented that, and that's right to lament that. But the good news is, like, you don't have to be great at prayer to initiate prayer in the home, you mm-hmm. know. And, and one one of the findings uh, is that in these spiritually vibrant homes, there's some form of spiritual coaching. But all all that means, uh, what we found is someone to just nudge. It's just nudging. It's just initiating. And so, like, the dads. It's funny. All the dads in the class who were like, I don't know, man, I, I'm uncomfortable praying out loud. I have a hard time. I said, you don't have to. All you have to say is, hey, should someone pray? And then, <laughs> and make someone else. And even that, even that act, just this messy, imperfect, you know, inelegant way of initiating prayer actually helps the spiritual vibrancy of the home. And so, so you're right. Like, how do we slowly, little steps at a time, 
uh, begin to allow our values to shape our rhythms and what we do in our households. <laughs> so I've got to, I've got to tell uh, a story then, I guess, based on that, that idea. Cause I, so I do that, you know, when we get to family dinner, I, I like to ask my uh, children, I've got two daughters and a, and a, a son who's a, uh, like a year and a half years old. But anyway, I ask, you know, who wants to pray? And and usually my, my six-year-old and my four-year-old, they, they both want to pray. And so, um, but my four-year-old's now getting to where she really wants to pray. Um, she used to just sort of be like pray these like little tiny prayers, like Jesus, I, you know, you like, you can't hardly hear, her, but now she prays, <laughs> but that, you know, but she'll like, she'll get stuck at a place and then she'll look up at me and go, what else? <laughs> 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 and so, you know, like then we, we, so we all just go around the table and we pray sometimes or, you know, cause then like, I'm happy to let them pray. And then sometimes they're like, daddy, you need to pray too. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but, but that's really encouraging to know though, that it's not that, you know, um, cause I do want to talk about men cause the research sort of mm. bore out some, uh, pretty, yeah. uh, uh, sobering. Sobering, yes, some sobering uh, statistics there when it when it comes to that. But it, it's good to know that it's not like you have to be standing up on a pulpit taking like some sort of pastoral position. It's just that, That's right. that That's right. subtle <laughs> nudging that that can yeah. uh, have a huge impact. Um, yeah. Before we, I I I want to ask on on this too because it seems that like. I mean, we definitely need this research, and, and we need to know what these spiritually vibrant homes uh, look like. And we need to know it because it seems like we have actually a huge deficit of yeah. spiritually vibrant homes in our church culture, not just in our culture yeah. in general, right, but our church culture. Um, why has the church missed this important aspect of discipleship? I mean, I guess I hear some lip service being uh, paid to it is like you know the like the family is the is yeah. the you know the building block of civilization or something like that but it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like we actually put that much emphasis on it in our churches yeah that's a great question i think i think there's probably varied answers i think part of it is what you were mentioning or uh, i think maybe chris was mentioning earlier about kind of in the West and kind of individualistic lens that we put on everything. So like there's that, right, mm -hmm. that, that we tend to think of it's me and the Lord. It's my relationship with God and, and the other people in my household have their individual relationship with God. But so I think that's part of it. I think some of it is there are ways that our churches doing something really good, i.e., uh, providing classes for children and providing classes for youth and providing youth groups, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's a good thing. But I think there's ways that some parents and grandparents have used that or it may be in a subconscious way to say, well, they're taken care of, you know, mm. and, and, and in the, in the same way that I drop my a uh, grandkid off at their cello lessons with a professional cello player and they learn how to play the cello and I drop them off at the dentist, my daughter at the dentist so that a professional can, you know, fix her teeth. I bring my son to church mm -hmm. and, you know, the, and they teach him up there. <laughs> and so, uh, I think that, I think we can, I, I use the, uh, the, the imagery of, 
of uh, heating a home with a fireplace versus a thermos or a, a, a thermostat. Mm -hmm. And so with a thermostat, all you have to do is it's magical. I just I have this little dial and I set it to a minimum, you know, don't get colder than this. And some machine somewhere takes care of it. Mm -hmm. And and versus if you heat with a fireplace, you you have to tend the fire. You always have to be adding new things. You have to uh, blow on it from time to time, stir the ashes like it's messier. It's more ongoing. It's not as easy. And I think uh, like spiritual formation, I think there's ways we're tempted to try to take a thermostat approach. I set the minimum. You everyone in my household has to go to church on Sundays. And, and I don't and then I don't have to think about it. Uh, it's where it's harder, like what I have to nurture my kids faith and I need to like pay attention to that and put logs on the faith, their faith fire. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of different reasons, uh, but, and they sort of, I think kind of conspire together. Uh, and, and it's, it's like, it makes sense when we say, I think the faith should be integrated in my household, and my household should be integrated in my. It feels so right, but for some reason, I've you know, and, and I'm saying this for myself as well. Uh, it it can be a sort of a blind spot. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good point about you know we we sort of uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to overstate this, but it, we can church we can treat church like consumers when we yeah. just we we go there because we're you know we're gonna hear the sermon and hopefully we get something and then everybody goes off to their classrooms, you know, so that everybody can be communicated at an appropriate level. And those are good yep. things, but, um, you're right. It's sort of, it, it sets that thermostat just to say, okay, I'm good. Hands off. Uh -huh. yep. And really what we need to realize is that this is part of like, this isn't our home lives are an integral part of our discipleship process and that yeah. we don't just follow Jesus at our work or, you know, uh, when we're at church, but it, it must infiltrate our home lives and become part of that lifestyle that we're trying to live as we follow Jesus. I mean, that's, that's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're about in creating a lifestyle of discipleship at daily growth. It's yeah. about living life with Jesus in the everyday moments. And I think you even have a line in the book where you say the yeah, everyday moments do. of life. <laughs> and yeah, so sure. yeah, I still learn from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I mean, we can't neglect any aspect of our life in that regard. And because we spend so much time at home, mm -hmm. it, it has to be a valuable part of that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, take, taking stock of even the mundane things all the way to the, the important things, I think, are, is, uh, man, that, it just really struck me. I want to challenge you to take some time with your family and talk about the values of your home. Even the most mundane things we do and the simplest choices we make point to our values, whether we're aware of those values or not. As Don mentioned, though, you don't have to worry and start stressing about all the ways you aren't living up to some spiritual value standard. Instead, it's all about little nudges in the right direction as you practice living in the everyday moments of life. So as you take time to talk about the values of your home, Pick one value you as a family want to work on over the next week. Let's say you want to value recycling and taking care of the world. Don't worry about finding every area that a value can be demonstrated. Instead, focus on one or two choices you and your family make each day 
that can put this value into practice. If it's recycling, maybe it means helping each other remember to separate paper, aluminum, and waste. Whatever it may be, make it something that you can all have fun doing together. And then take joy in the little changes that are making your home a spiritually vibrant place. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Don's work, check out lhm.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Don unpacks the three habits of spiritually vibrant homes and how you can put them into practice. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.